Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All you need is a ball. The official podcast of the WFSA. Hi, I'm Daniel Rosenbaum, and for 15 years I've traveled the world as a freestyle footballer. Join me in telling the story of the most popular sport that you've never heard of. Well, we're speaking to the big personalities that make freestyle what it is and their amazing journey from the streets to the stage. Are you guys ready? It doesn't matter where you are or who is watching. When it comes to freestyle, all you need is a ball. Yes! Oh, yeah! That was insane! Oh, yes! Welcome to the world of freestyle. Welcome to the official podcast of the WFFA. Today I'm speaking to the big boss himself, Mr. Lucaso, the head of operations of the WFFA. I've known this guy for more than 15 years, but during this chat I still discovered a lot of new things. Lucaso is spending his whole year by planning and organizing Super Bowl. And during our chat he even revealed a little secret about the edition of next year. I booked the venue for 2023. Which, which means- is which venue? <laughs> Well, it's uh, it's gonna be uh. So without further ado, let's hear from the best beard in freestyle football, Mr. Lucaso himself. I think if there's one person that fits into this podcast, it's you because I think your life is kind of around the ball, right? Yeah, my life is pretty crazy, so. Uh, the ball is a big part of it. So what's the craziest part about your life then? That sometimes I really just don't know how I am still alive. <laughs> <laughs> it's split in different pieces. It's like uh, doing, uh, making events, running the, uh, running the association, filmmaking, um, also the family, you know, big family. And it's just going there and back. Nice. So we're going to deep a little bit uh, into that later on. So my first question is, who came up with the name The Big Boss? Wow. Because that's your nickname, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my nickname. It's been my nickname since I've been doing events since 2009. I wasn't called Big Boss back then, but I think it might be, <laughs> it might be actually Pegge. Really? From Finland, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think he was the first one called me Big Boss. Yeah. Do you like it? <laughs> Who wouldn't like it? Exactly. It's Everybody <laughs> wants to be a boss, right? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, that sometimes when uh, someone calls someone else boss, mm-hmm. then I feel a little bit offended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, I am the big boss. Maybe yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be little boss. But... It's like, be careful with that. <laughs> so so let's start at the very beginning, right? Because maybe some people don't know it, but you, um, you started as a freestyler yourself. Yes, that's right. Uh, I started freestyle uh, 2006. I was a passionate footballer from uh, my very 
childhood. Mm-hmm. I uh, didn't think about anything else. I had like posters everywhere, and I had balls, and I was going. I was playing football every day since I was eight. Then I actually made it to the professional junior team in my hometown. But that was the same year I actually discovered freestyle football. How did that happen? Like, what was the first first time you saw freestyle? Yeah, uh, thanks to internet. I, I just internet came. You know that those routers. You had to wait for twenty minutes before you actually could. Uh, oh, with this thing. And uh, then even before YouTube, there was no YouTube. And mm-hmm. then I was uh, watching Meta Cafe and uh, Gorilla. And well, then back I then saw... you really had to search for things. Yeah, you see, like yeah, different... yeah, there was no advertisement. It's, it was not popping up for you. So you had to search. And then uh, I was always watching Ronaldinho and, uh, you know, Juga Bonito campaign and right. these things. And then I saw, I th- I didn't know that, but I actually saw Steve and his first video in Juga Bonito competition. Then I saw Nam the Man. I saw Tuzani. Yes, and uh, I, I was impressed, and I was—I wanted to be part of it. So let's tell you something funny. It's the same for me with Steve Elias. I saw his video on the Nike football website in like 2001, and then when I met him for the first time, like backstage in some event in Brazil, like in 2008, I was like, "Wait a second, this is the guy from the internet." Yeah, you mean the video a bit uh, in front of the brick wall? Yes, yeah, exactly. I remember that. But the funny thing is that I didn't know it was him for like two years ago. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it was him. Wow. <laughs> Maybe because he looks so young then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but uh, actually, age, he's aging well. So <laughs> Yes. And what would you say is your biggest achievement as a freestyler before you got into events? Pooh. Well, my biggest achievement is uh, the Czech champion 2010. To be honest, it was my only achievement. <laughs> no, yeah, I think you did really well on Red Bull Street Style. Uh, was it 2009 oh, right. when I was judging? Yeah, 2008 uh, before Sao Paulo. Yes. Yeah, I was third place. Yeah, but the Czech Championship, I, I consider it as a bigger achievement because mm-hmm. there were more players and it was there was more quality in the in in players. Red Bull Street Style, we were only a few. I would still say 2010 Czech Champion. Nice, nice. And when did the transition happen from performing as a freestyler to like organizing things? When when did that transition happen? I know exactly when I decided to stop freestyle or stop competing. Mm-hmm. It was 2012. That was my last performance as a. I was actually competing in Super Bowl and I was in a circle with uh, Luki, I think. And you know, I did not know that that you've competed at Super Bowl. Yeah. It was the last time, you know, it was, it was really hard and stressful for me, mm-hmm. but uh, I went in. I, I didn't go through, mm-hmm. obviously, but it was really hard for me to focus on the event and uh, ongoing with the organization and then warming up and trying to uh, trying to compete. So that was the transition from when I said, okay, so it's either competing or organizing and I can't really stop organizing. Yes. So I had to stop competing so that was like a sacrifice to what is happening now and what was the first tournament you ever organized can you tell us a little bit more about that first tournament was czech championship 2008 was even before Red Bull street style how old were you back then 2008 so it's 14 years ago so i was 18 wow so you organized your first sport event at the age of 18 yeah well, That's impressive. Just, just before, because I organized it in July and I turned 18 in August. Wow. Did you have any idea what you were doing? or <laughs> no. Not a clue. But that was the thing. I I had 
a partner. Mm-hmm. I had a really good friend, Dexter. Yes. You know him. He has been my guru for the event organizing from the very beginning. I met him. He came from a foodback and frisbee community here mm-hmm. in Czech Republic, which is pretty big. And uh, we talked and we set up the Czech Free Stuff Football Association, which yes. is the first ever government approved uh, free stuff football association in the world. It's CFFA, right? CFFA, yes. And it's been there since then. And uh, then we set it up and he said it's a good way to get partners on, on board, have everything official, issue the letters and uh, trying to get funding and mm-hmm. make events. So then, it was like a school of organizing events. For yeah, you. but it, it was uh, it was really important because he didn't show me how to organize the event like a big festival with a staging and stuff. He showed me how to make small event mm-hmm. with uh, less resources, like a small amount of resources and uh, how to deal with how to attract the partners for that small events. Right. It's like trying to ask favors or not always ask for money, but also ask for material support for prizes or and s- stuff like this. So it was good basics. And then we we did like five years or six years events together. But then I wanted to develop more and he wanted to kind of stay. I, I call it punk way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like guerrilla events kind of. Yeah. Kind, Lo- kind low of like key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but th- th- these events are amazing. I like them very much. But yes. I really wanted to step up the game. I wanted to go bigger. Well, basically. you sure did. You yeah. sure did. So when when did you get the idea of creating a, like an international open or like to make it bigger? Did that just automatically happen? Or did you really have a plan like, oh, I wanted, I have this vision of getting everyone together or how did that go? Well, with, with freestyle, I barely had a plan <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's just, uh, I freestyled it. It was, it was a development. So I, I did the 2009 mm-hmm. uh, Grand Prix yes. of Prague, which was supposed to be actually Czech Open. Okay. So it was supposed to be Czech Championship mm-hmm. with possibility if you want to come uh, from Poland or All Germany, right. yeah, yeah, you yeah. can come. And then suddenly, I saw there's PWG, Scora, FX, Eason, yes. Seam. All these stars. All these stars. There was like 40 international uh, international freestylers mm-hmm. from Sweden, Norway, uh, Italy, and they were just coming. Let's uh, do something bigger next year then. <laughs> European Championship in 2010, 109 participants. and Including me. Including you. I was there. In, in a judging panel. Yeah, yes. With Pale, JK, uh, Dan Wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even yeah. Daniel Wood, who's one of the other founders of the WFFA, he, he was also judging right Yeah, then. he was. that was the first year we met. And uh, that was the first big event he had attended. Yes. And I think that was that was the signal and that was the main uh, main push for him yep. to actually start thinking about the World Freestyle Football Association. Because he came and he was asking about how I founded Czech Freestyle Football Association. Yes. And we were talking, having a chat, and he told me his plans about world events and traveling. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like traveling. <laughs> I, yeah. hope this, I hope this actually come true. And uh, I still remember I say this story. It's quite funny because uh, one of the one of the main topics on every Super Bowl, every event I have done is mm-hmm. after party. Yes. So it was after party 2010, what, which was crazy. And I went back to the hostel at like half eight <laughs> thirty in the yes. morning. And then I know that Dan woke me up at 10 after one hour and a <laughs> half sleep. And he started to tell, started telling me, oh, Kuala Lumpur and big event, top 16 players. And I was hangover terribly yes. hangover yes and almost asleep and i said yeah, yeah yeah we will do everything shut up and go go <laughs> 
And then he left and I was like, was it a dream or was it real? Such a good story. And then one year later, I'm in Kuala Lumpur in one of the biggest shopping malls, yes. organizing events with top 16 players in the world. <laughs> yes. So it did happen. <laughs> yeah. Dreams do come true. Yes. And that was, that was the start of the world events for WFA. Hey, I'm Big Boss Lucaso, the founder of Super Bowl, and this is All You Need Is Ball, the official podcast of the WFFA. The name Super Bowl, like... It happened in, in a shower. Yeah. <laughs> the best ideas always come in the shower. Yeah, I was shower showering and there was a... Because usually I go to the shower, I, I put my phone on a mirror mm -hmm. and I just watch something. And uh, I was watching um, the halftime show of Super Bowl. Oh, yes. Because I always, I was always impressed with the staging and with how, how they structure everything. And I was trying to actually analyze it. Yes. And then uh, I was like, I saw the animation like Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. I was like, that's such a stupid name. Yeah. For, some, <laughs> for something, you know, first of all, it's not football it's it should be called hand egg yes they are not they're not like kicking the ball yes. just yeah and then they they call the biggest event of their super bowl like something yes. you put bananas in yes just, a bowl yeah, yeah yeah so i was like that's such a stupid name and then was, why, why is it not called like super bowl like bowl, football whoa okay Got there it. There you go. <laughs> so immediately after the shower, I wrote to my friend, uh, David, who was mm -hmm. doing a lot of designs. Like see, he has been doing designs for, uh, for me since 2010. Okay. Both Red Bull Street Style and Super Bowl. And, uh, he said, Super Bowl, that's a cool name. Okay. Give me a second. And within one hour, he sent me the logo we are using until now. I love it when everyone's like working together and like in the same direction. It's so nice, yeah. especially when it's people first freestylers. Yes. And then they, you see them growing, they help out behind the scenes that's, and things like that. That's one of the best things about freestyle because we have such a variety of talented people doing different stuff than just freestyle, but they freestyle. But they are good web designers, graphic designers, yes. photographers, videographers, IT managers. They are just, it just fits. Talented people. It's amazing. Yeah. So if you had to choose, right? Like, because a lot of people say, for example, as a football player, they say, oh, Playing football is the best there is. And then they become a coach or whatever. And then they say, yeah, it is the second best. But is it like that for you? It is like freestyle football, like the number one thing. And now you're doing the second best fun thing. Or is this, you like this actually better, like behind the scenes? Mm, I got to say that I'm enjoying what I'm doing, the behind the scenes. I, I miss the, the time when I was an active freestyler. But uh, I think this actually gives me more... Satisfaction? It's, yeah, satisfaction. It's more about the legacy because as a, as yes. a player, what you leave there, you know, you can win the championship, you can mm -hmm. call yourself world champion, you can call yourself champion of anything, but what does it do for others? Nothing really. So why? Why do you do it? As I said, it's uh, about the legacy. I just yeah. want to leave something behind me. So is your ultimate goal to make freestyle football as big as possible, maybe? 
Well, my ultimate goal mm-hmm. is actually uh, focused on players. I have been saying that to everyone who asked me what you want to do or what is your ultimate goal with freestyle. My ultimate goal in freestyle is to create the same possibilities and same opportunities for every single freestyle in the world. So whether you are in the middle of Amazon forest or training in a Siberia, if you train enough and you come to the event yes. and you are good enough, you can call yourself a world champion and you can make a living out of freestyle football. Beautiful. That's, and is it working? So far, well, let's see how many, how many world, uh, you can see how many world champions we have already produced. Yes. Many different ones. Yeah. So, so if we look at the event, let's say Super Bowl, right? How has it developed over the years? Yeah, also, like the biggest milestone I think was 2013 and 14, mm-hmm. where I met uh, PJ mm-hmm. Pavel Jakubic from my hometown, Liberec. And uh, you know, since then it was Dexter who guided me through yes. the events. But you know, there were people coming more and more people coming every year. You know, it was two, uh, 109 in uh, 2010, 136 in 2011, 165 in uh, 2012, 2013, I've already had uh, almost 200. It was 189, something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was growing. And I felt that adding new competitions is not really satisfactory for, uh, it's not satisfaction for the players. Yes. And I felt it needs a change. Also, there have been some financial problems, Uh, but still I met PJ, he came to the event and he fell in love, even though he has never freestyled in his life. He loved football. Was he there as a spectator? Like he a was visitor? there, yeah. In 2013, he was there as a spectator and he was blown away wow. with, with the community. And it's been nine years now with mm-hmm. him. And since then, since 2014, it was with his first event because he has a production company with a technical, technical production for the event. And he actually grabbed that, uh, he grabbed Super Bowl and first two years he basically provided all the sound lights and staging everything for free wow so we could step up the game so every and then we 2014 was held in arena 2015 as well in 2016 we went out on the main square in liberates 2017 we returned to prague uh, under the castle next to the opera 2018 we were on a hill with overlooking the whole prague and you know it just it grew every year and uh, he's still here with me, which I'm uh, forever grateful because uh, he's been a good friend, but also he, all want, he always wanted to push the technical side of things. So do you think Czech Republic is like a special country when it comes to organizing events? Uh, cheap food, cheap drinks, cheap transportation here compared to the rest of the European Union or the rest of the world. Uh, but also the lifestyle here. I think that Czech people are relaxed. They, they just chill. And nice. our freestylers are all about the chilling. So is there one specific thing, or it can be many things, that you would like to do or achieve that you haven't got to yet because of maybe budget limitations or, or anything like that? Of course. It's always been a question of the budget, but there's a lot of things I want to do. Let's I'm say you, you would have a limited money. What would be a thing that you would like to do? Oh, started to sweat now <laughs> getting excited uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i i think that uh, i i would like to do is i don't know if you've ever seen the wwe yes. wrestling yes they're they're coming when they have a big screen yes and they are coming from them and there is the, then there is screen and the catwalk and then they have different screens and in the, in the oh, public yes i want to play with that and i want to have a like team of 
10 people just playing with different screens. You know, like sending something which is now on the main screen to the side screen. Oh yes, with the effect, also with the sound effect, and just play with it. And that's uh, that's some I, I want. I want screens. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. So better visual experience, basically. Yes, yes. better right. show experience because I think that freestyle football is very visual mm -hmm. itself on a stage. But I think that this will just support it amazingly. How how much time does it take to prepare such an event? How does your preparation look like towards a, a massive event like mm. like an open world? I gotta say that I have been on location scouting and I booked the location already for next year mm -hmm. in May this year. So in, in May 2022, I booked the venue for 2023. Which, which means... is which venue? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's gonna be uh, Park Gutovka. It's gonna be outside. All right, it's so fun. we're having a, a, a what's it called? An exclusive scoop here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually the first time I'm mentioning this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So it's it's gonna be that we're gonna be in one hotel. Yes. But the hotel doesn't have the conferences, conference mm -hmm. uh, areas like this. So the hotel is gonna be fully ours. But yes. It's a nice hotel, reconstructed. But uh, the, there is this park, Park Gutovka. Mm -hmm. It's it's like four minutes walk from the hotel. Yes. And it has like, there's like in the middle, there's a big building, there's restaurant, terrace, uh, grill, there's a, a climbing wall, there's nice. like, a, there's a skate park with the pools, you know, and uh, there's mosaic, and there are small football pitches for warm up, and then there is a covered area for ice hockey rink, so nice. we can use it as a plan B in case of rain. And so that's, it just looks amazing because it's in the middle of the, uh, block of flats like mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in an area but not the that boring squares it looks it's nice just, it's yeah. it's old old Prague buildings so nice. it's kind of uh, authentic but it's like back to the streets I would say wow cool it's gonna look cool you know that's what I like about Super Bowl that it's like slightly different every year although it's always in the Czech Republic it's always like exciting where is it gonna be and things like that yeah that's what I like to do because I I think that uh, doing the same thing over and over again will make it boring. Yes. I don't want to be bored. What does Lucaso do when he's not thinking about the football? I sleep. Sleeping. <laughs> sleep and... Uh, hang out with your girlfriend, just the normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I have been single for seven years, so I didn't really have a time to get a girlfriend. But, yes. But now when I do, it's actually a pretty good time. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> but even when I'm with her, I just think about how to make everything better and... When we drive somewhere, I just always look, oh, this is going to be a cool venue. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you also did this, but you know, when, when I used to be active as a freestyler and I was just randomly driving somewhere, I always looked at the court, that's a good training spot. We did that in Lisbon. Do yes. you remember? Yes, when yes, yes. we were yes. in Lisbon and we were way <laughs> over to the Cape Verde. Always scouting uh, training we, spots. We went through this old town and we were like, oh, look at that. It's going to be a great training spot. <laughs> still, I don't even train that much anymore. I hardly train, but I still... It's still in inside my brain program. That's so funny. It is there, yeah. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. So if you look at the sport freestyle football, what do you think is going to happen in the future? Do you think it's going to grow? Do you think it's going to... I think there is no chance of freestyle football not growing. Mm -hmm. I think it's just organically going to grow. Because I think uh, we have a big advantage of being connected with football, mm -hmm. like with, with the most uh, attractive sport and the most famous sport in the world. And we make it even cooler yes. and better because 
Wasn't well, that a slogan of you? Football just got cooler or something? something yeah, yeah. Like that? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, back in 2014 when I was doing it in in, uh, in Liberec, and uh, they were performing the the tricks. You know, like you nice. know, Nikolai and Luki, they can go crazy. So they did like short, cool trick, and they were in a football stadium in a football uh, clothes, mm -hmm. and then they did they did the trick, and then just football just got cooler. Super Bowl. Nice, nice, come. nice. So we've talked a lot about Super Bowl now, but you also do like other different. So can maybe take us through like what kind of other stuff do you do? Because you're head of operations. Yeah. So as a head of operations, I am supposed to uh, know about every event and every everything what is happening with the football and freestyle <laughs> in this world. Yes. Which is really hard. But uh, I am overseeing the events from the national to the world level. So yes. basically, when uh, there is a national event, I don't have to be there. I just not need to know know about it and know about what they do, provide the lectures, provide the guidelines, and so on. For continental and world events, I usually should be present mm -hmm. and uh, uh, oversee the uh, the local organization team and help them with uh, decision decisions structure of the tournament uh, venue and just basically make sure that players are happy and they are not uh, they are not uh, annoyed bothered yes like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh, that's one of the things the other thing is that i'm responsible for the guidelines yes for how the event should look like uh, exactly for the sake of players, for the sake of WFA, and for the sake of uh, promotion of that event. So that's uh, that's my responsibility in there. Nice, so that's quite a lot. It is, it is, especially when uh, uh, when you have to travel around the world. If you yes. could pick one location in the world, what's your like your dream location for for an awesome freestyle football tournament? It doesn't have to be country. It's like on top of a mountain, or what would you like to do? Well, it's strange that you mention it because uh, on top of my head it was the top of the mountain. You know, <laughs> okay. The, when Red Bull had this yes. this stage in the middle of the mountains, they had the break breakdance like uh, showdown there, mm -hmm. only two players being on that stage, and uh, I think that's a cool venue. But uh, if I would choose, like personally, I have been saying that for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think on the top of the head of a sphinx in Egypt would be fine. Oh wow. That's a fantastic idea, man. I'm not sure if they allow it, but that would be so lovely. Uh, well, there is a price for everything. <laughs>
Sports Social Podcast Network.